This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to Betting Weekly English Premier League on the Bet Rivers Network. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the Betting Weekly podcast, part of the Bet Rivers Network. I'm Harry Simu, and I'm delighted to be joined. How are you doing, mate? Uh, how are you feeling going into what's going to be uh, a really entertaining final day, we hope? Well, I'm sad that the season's over because it's been a great season and it's been a fantastic last three months on the, the Bet Rivers Network here, and it's fantastic last month. So I'm sad of, at that point of view, but I'm also quite happy because I need to break, <laughs> I need to rest. So it's a bit of mixed emotions, really. Um, I, I've, it's been a pretty indifferent season for me. Um, I probably will slightly make some money, but my futures, which have always been my strong point, haven't been very good this season. I haven't I've had a terrible futures. Matches have been okay, but the futures have let me down. I've got one future really hinging on this weekend. That's Burnley to get relegated. So, um, you know, it's a big weekend for that aspect for me. But um, it's been a disappointing season for me on the futures. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I miss the football when it go, comes, and I can't wait for it to, to, to come back. But when you do as much... Uh, work in, in sports, as you, you and I know, um, you, you're quite relieved it's over. I'm, already, I'm looking forward to sitting on a beach for two weeks and doing nothing in a couple of weeks' time. So, part mixed emotions, really, mate. Mixed emotions. Yeah, the burnout is real. Uh, I can attest to that as well. Look, let's, um, let's dive straight into it then, because uh, we've got 10 games to get through this week. Mm-hmm. Let's start right at the top of the table. Manchester City take on Aston Villa and obviously have the opportunity to wrap up the Premier League crown once again. Uh, what are your thoughts going into this one? Well, I think they will win the title. I think uh, that second half comeback against West Ham was was crucial. Um, I think they could probably they, they should have had it wrapped up by now. I think Mara's penalty would have had the season wrapped up. Um, they will have it wrapped up. You know, everyone's saying talking about this game, saying about Aston Villa being managed by Steven Gerrard. So we obviously know that Aston Villa are going to put in the performance because he's a former legend at Liverpool Football Club, one of the greatest ever players. So we know that Aston Villa will be trying, but. Uh, the lines are just so low. We've got some really, really short price odds this week in the Premier League on teams that, in inverted commas, need to win. Uh, Manchester City are minus 590 uh, to win this game. Aston Villa 16 to 1 and the draw is 7s. Uh, if you look at the history between Man City and Aston Villa, it's very, very one-sided. The last 12 matches, Villa have won, uh, sorry, Man City have won 11 and drawn 1. Um, I do expect Man City to win. I think once they do get that goal, uh, I think they'll probably go on and get a couple. Um, but from a betting perspective, I think it's very, very hard. The other thing you've got to remember as well on the final days of the season is that goals going in elsewhere change the complexion of the games you're watching. So that's very, very important. So, for example, if Manchester City are drawing this game and and then suddenly a goal goes in and Liverpool fall behind, then Man City don't have to win. If, if Liverpool go 2-0 up or 3-0 up and cruising, then Man City will push everyone forward. And if they're pushing for the goals, then you look at other markets like corners, for example, Man City are pushing corner suits, corner handicaps, that kind of stuff. So pre-match, I think it's very, very difficult. And, you know, the odds are very low. We're going to talk about four or five games, which means something in the Premier League. And every team that needs to win 
it's got a, it's got an inflated uh, sorry an inflated odds on them very uh, you're going to take very low prices so I, I I think Man City will win it. Will I bet Man City? Will I put some value in it? No, I don't. Uh, the one thing I potentially could say is I think that Man City could probably win to nil. If you're looking to boost up your price, maybe Man City to win to nil. But at the end of the season, I wouldn't. I probably wouldn't. It's the most important game because the Premier League title is going to be won. But from a betting point of view, it's probably the least attractive from a betting perspective. So it's just one to watch pre-match and watch the two games and see what happens at the matches and obviously play your your bets in running if man city go two nil up in this game after 25 minutes there won't be a yellow card you know they'll be played out as a friendly it'll be celebrations everyone will be cheering blue moon and man city will be but if if man city go one behind and liverpool won them up then we could have three red cards in this game it's that difficult you know we, we can't have an opinion pretty much but drawing in play definitely form an opinion on what's going on at anfield not only that's going on at the etihad indeed let's move on to the other game then involving the title race Liverpool uh, play Wolves at Anfield. Obviously, both games have an impact on one another. Any sort of uh, appealing prices in this one? Anything that catches your eye? Well, I mean, it's it's again, it's, it's very, very, very difficult to call. I, I don't like sort. Of, I, I'm really never really not given opinion on football matches. I've always got some kind of opinion, but this one is very, very hard. Uh, the one thing I would say is that um, again, if if Man City are two or three nil up early or at half time or turning up then the intensity levels at this Liverpool game will drop so in play if if Man City are doing their part of it and Liverpool are struggling then I can see Klopp taking players off and resting them for the Champions League final so Wolverhampton Wanderers at at some stage if if it's going that way could be it could be a bet in play but pre-match again no 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 value Liverpool are minus 560 uh, Wolves the same price as Aston Villa sixteen to one, and the draws a little bit lower, minus six fifty, uh, plus six fifty. But we've got absolutely no idea what type team that Liverpool are going to play. I mean, absolutely no idea. Um, it's all about the Champions League for them now, surely. I mean, they're, they're going to give it a go. They're going to go and try to. They'll win. They'll probably they'll go out to win the game and hope that Man City slip up. But if Man City are cruising to victory, then I can see Liverpool taking all the players off and putting some kids out, resting them, getting some fresh legs for the Champions League. And that gives Wolves a chance. So in play, you know, the one thing you know about Wolves as well, as I've said so many times, they do make it very, very difficult in the first half. They don't score many goals at all on the road, especially in the first half. So it could be quite low scoring. I think it could be quite a nervy first half. And I think that will drop. Obviously, the atmosphere will drop if Man City are doing the business. So perhaps maybe bet the draw at halftime is one of the usual play for Wolves. And then I would I would look to possibly bet Wolves in play in the second half if they start making substitutions and if Man City are, are, are tuning up. But we can't have a real. That would be my angle if it went. But if it didn't go that way, I'd just sit and watch it from a spectacle point of view rather than from a betting angle. Let's turn our attentions from the top of the table to the bottom of the table. Uh, Leeds and Burnley obviously involved in a relegation scrap down at the bottom of the division. Leeds are at home to Brentford. Tell us about this one. Well, I mean, Leeds are plus 185, Brentford are plus 135, and the draw is plus 280. Leeds have got to win it. The one thing I would expect here, are, you know, Leeds are losing their heads. I mean, they've had two players sent off in their last three matches. Uh, they they absolutely shot themselves in the foot, the way that they're playing, the way they're conducting themselves on the pitch. I think this will be a fiery game. There's no love lost between these two sides. They were big rivals uh, coming out of the championship a couple of years ago, and there was some sort of sort of patronising t- tweets sent to uh, the the, um, the Leeds uh, Brentford team when Leeds won the championship and they were rivals. And I tell you what, Brentford uh, will be up for this. There's no doubt they they will not be lying down for this game. I, I don't think that at all. 
So um, we saw from Brentford's performance against Everton when Everton needed the win that they weren't there to just make up the numbers. They won 3-2. So I, I think this is a, a really hard to get match. I think Leeds are plus 185 because we all know they need to win. I think the true price of them is probably around about plus 220. I'm, I would look for a bookings angle. I think... I don't believe that this will 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 be uh, an easy game for for Leeds by any stretch of the imagination. And I think there's some fiery tackles and with Leeds fighting for life, the stadium is going to be packed full of Leeds fans. Brentford will not lie down. They want to finish as high as they possibly can in their first season in the Premier League. And this is a difficult, difficult match. Anybody who thinks that Brentford got nothing to play for and Leeds can just turn up, I don't think that's the case. Leeds have been dreadful in recent weeks as well, giving so many sloppy goals away. No wins in five on the road. I don't know. I, I, thought, I, I worry for Leeds. I really do. Um, I would, I'd edge towards Brentford, but I think the prop here would be a red card or over four and a half cards because I can see this one really... Re- I, I don't believe that Brentford will just lie down. I don't expect them at all. I think they'll put up a real performance and Leeds are fighting and battling for their Premier League survival. This could be a real, real tasty match. Indeed, it could be. Uh, let's move on to Burnley versus Newcastle. Um, big game for Burnley as well. Newcastle... Seem to, you know, people keep talking about Newcastle taking their foot off the gas, but they seem to be actually performing quite well with the shackles off. Um, but they, they did against Arsenal anyway last yeah, time. They, they, yeah, and, and you know, and they um, they put in a brilliant performance. I know Arsenal was, was the terror award. It was a brilliant performance from, from Newcastle. And the other thing about a lot of teams in, in the Premier League, we know that Newcastle, they're going to spend big. And at the end of the season, the manager, Eddie Howe, was going to have to sit there with the board and say which players he wants and which players he don't, because it's going to be a big, big change. But I, th- I would say that, There'll be more people coming in and out of Newcastle than any other team in the Premier League in, in, in the summer. So a lot of players are going to be playing for their futures and their places. So I don't think there's any way there's going to be any uh, complacency from them. They're plus 220 to win this game. and Burnley are plus 125. I mean, I, I can make cases for both of those sides in the relegation battle getting beat. I don't I don't see, you know, Burnley have shown me nothing to make them plus 125. The only problem is, is Newcastle, all Newcastle's form has been at home. Their away form isn't that, isn't that good. If it was at Newcastle, and we could bet them at, say, even money or something. I'd be lumping on Newcastle to win this game. But on the road, they're not that great. Um, there's a couple of connections with Burnley and Newcastle. Obviously, Chris Wood has gone from Burnley to Newcastle. Kieran Trippier played for Burnley. So, And uh, Burnley, um, Newcastle linked with the centre-half. Tarkovsky as well. He could be leaving and going to Newcastle. Ben Mee's also linked with Newcastle as well. So there's, there's a lot of connections for the, for the two sides. But um, again, I think, the value lies with the team that don't necessarily need the win. But when you're betting these sides, you've got it. You, you take a huge risk thinking about what motivation they're going to be in. But uh, I, I expect Newcastle to be up for it. I really, really do. I think, I don't think for any reason they're going to down tools. The manager will want to look good at his CV, get them as high as he possibly can. And um, I think at plus 220, they probably represent the value of the two. But I, I, I wouldn't play on any of these matches personally. I'll come on to the ones later that I will play, but I wouldn't play any of these personal matches. But I do think Newcastle probably are the value. And again, if Brentford are winning 2-0 against Leeds, then Burnley don't have to win. So perhaps maybe bet Newcastle draw no bets. You've got to look what's going on at the Brentford game. If Leeds go 2-0 up, then Burnley, this game will will, will become a, a very, very different match. So you've got to have eyes everywhere on this final of the season to, to find your betting angles. Yeah, indeed. Um, another Burnley-Newcastle uh, connection is that Eddie Howe, of course, uh, managed Burnley for a short yep, period yeah, of time yeah. as well. Yep. Um, moving on, Norwich versus Spurs. Race for the top four. Surely, Nigel, Spurs aren't going to mess this up from this position. Well, if any team can, it can be Tottenham. But um, I think there's a big difference now, and I think it's the manager. 
uh, I think he's. I think that's the difference. I really do. I think. Um, I think if it was, uh, you know, the 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 guy started the season. I, can't, I forgot the guy who started the season. The guy from Wolves. I can't remember his name. Santa, Luna, Santa, I think if he was in charge, he might he might get a shock. But uh, I can't see it. I think Conti's um, yeah, a proven winner. He, he's done wonders wherever he goes. He knows exactly what he's going to do. Um, but again, New Tottenham must be the shortest odds they've ever been in a Premier League game away from home. Minus four thirty-five. Norwich are 11. The draw is plus 550. I, I just can't see that happening. Um, four of the last five losses for Norwich, they've lost without scoring. Three of the last four wins for Tottenham, they've won without conceding. So, you know, if you want to boost that plus 435, I would probably bet Tottenham to win to nil. At plus 110, plus money Tottenham to win to nil. They don't need to, they just need to win. One nil, two nil. And I can't see Norwich really doing anything against them. I know we talk a lot on this show about Kane and Son, and I'm a big, big fan of both of them, but defensively Tottenham this season, especially since Conte had gone in, have really, really impressed. Uh, Dyer's been exceptional in recent weeks. Who would have thought that, you know, the player he was, and I've always been a fan of his, but um, to go back in that centre-half position, he's been superb. And um, I think defensively, they're good. So if I was going to have a bet and I was looking for an angle, I'd probably bet them to win to nil. I want Son to score because I bet him to be the top Premier League goal scorer. So that that would be good for me. And so I know it might be good for you, but I would probably go one or two in your Tottenham and um, Son to get on the score sheet, hopefully. OK, let's move on to the other game in the top four race. Arsenal are at home to Everton. Uh, Mikel Arteta has said today that he feels his team are going to go out there and do their job and will be relying on what happens elsewhere. But is there anything that catches your eye in this particular game? Well, the biggest thing for Arsenal fans is that Everton has survived already. So that's a huge... They've got a big boost before they've gone into this game. The problem is is that they're coming on the back of their worst two performances of the season. Um, very disappointing. They're a young squad. You know, they, they'll learn from this and come better. The manager's getting a lot of criticism, uh, which I don't, I'm not really quite sure he deserves it. I mean, from the squad he had to finish fifth is, is probably where... If you said to me at the start of the season, where would Arsenal finish? I'd probably say six. I think fifth is probably one place better than what they, they should have done. They're not going to challenge for top four this season. And, and I would have thought that... I, I didn't think they would change the top four. And I thought that Man United would be above them. So when you consider where Arsenal are compared to where Manchester United are, I think Arsenal have, have, have probably done a little bit better than they would do at the start of the season. The problem is the points tally they've got isn't as anywhere near, but that's because the top two have been so dominant. You know, they're just, they're just beating everybody. So it's they, they look long... And they are a million... Every team in the league is a million miles off the top two. So that's that's the problem they have. But would I bet Arsenal at minus two sixty five? Not a chance. I mean, Everton will. You see the celebrations when they they stayed up. They were they were going crazy. There would have been partying in in the blue half of of, of Merseyside for the last forty eight hours. So it's, it could be a brilliant time to play Everton. I would expect Arsenal to to win, get the job done. But minus two sixty five is just a very very low price. Everton eight dollars. The draw is plus three eighty. Um, we all know how bad Everton are on the road this season. Shocking. Um, they're all they're, the reason why they've, they've they've survived is they've turned it on at home, away from home they haven't. Arsenal will probably win, but really minus two sixty five, I, I I couldn't play him. Um, and the other thing, I was looking for both teams to score, but um, you know, I just I just don't know what real motivation Everton are going to have or any appetite for this game. I just you know, if they if if, if Arsenal beat them four 0 the Everton fans will still be celebrating and, and singing all the way through because they they've gone through the emotions of. Uh, staying up in the Premier League, so I, you know, it's every single price, every single team we've spoken about so far has been very, very low in those, those games that we need to win. And this looks another one, but uh, I would expect Arsenal to win. But would I bet them? No. Okay, let's move on. Brighton versus West Ham. 
uh, at the Amex Stadium. Talk to us about this. Well, these are the games that I want to play. All the games that mean nothing, all the games that we've come on to, the ones that I want to bet. I don't want to bet on the games where the market is, is, is artificially priced or the public support. I want to bet the ones where there's nothing at stake and you know we, we can find angles. I don't, you know, I don't want to bet teams at minus $4 who should be minus $2 because they need to win. So these are the game. All these games I quite like. So this game here, I, I would expect goals. Um, Brighton are ending the season in great form. Only one loss in eight. Brilliant against Man United last time out, 4-0. An, an owner in Tony Bloom who who won't accept them anything other than a performance. And West Ham, unlike Brighton, are ending the season on a bit of a, a, a low after they've lost in the in the, in the uh, Europa League. I'm, I'm edging towards Brighton, but the one thing I love here is goals. I think over two and a half goals at minus 136 is a bet. I think both teams to score yes at uh, minus 175 is a bet. Last week in the German Bundesliga, every single game in the Bundesliga on the final day of the season, both teams to score was a yes. And I think if you take all the matches out that don't mean anything, so the games at the top, the games at the bottom, the games for fourth place, take them all out. Don't ever bet on them. But every other game, if you bet both teams to score over two and a half goals, I think you won't go far wrong. I can see this game being high scoring. I think over three and a half goals comes in. I think over four and a half goals potentially could come in as well. I think this is going to be a real good game, real end of season game. The weather forecast is pretty good for the weekend down the South Coast. So it could be, you know, it's that sort of equates itself to a good game of football. Both sides like to play football in the right way and both sides, I think, will we'll we'll want to prove something. So I like goals. The other angle here I like, and um, this is this will be, I'm going to come on to it at the end, but uh, Mark Noble's last game at uh, West Ham, obviously a legend at, uh, at uh, the Olympic State, the London Stadium. He's um, played 472 games for West Ham. Um, he went there as a kid. Um, very emotional speech he made. Uh, you know, he's, this is his last game for the club, the club he, he loves. And um, and, the, and the players love him as well. And and the, and the supporters love him. And I can just see him, t- if, if the game's 2-1 or, or if he comes on you know, half an hour to go or he comes or starts the game and then comes off, gets a standing ovation, I feel that every chance, opportunity he has to score, he'll be given the ball. So I think he'll have the free kicks. I think he'll, if there's a penalty, he'll definitely take it. If there's an opportunity to pass to him rather than the player take on, I think that's happened. I've seen it so many times over the years where players last games, they've scored. But there's no one bigger icon at West Ham than, than Mark Noble. And I think at 5-1 to one to score any time, I'm going to probably have a little bit of that. Mark Noble to score any time to end his career after 472 games with a goal in a, high, in a game that I expect goals. So Mark Noble to score any time. Both teams to score yes, over two and a half goals, yes. Brilliant. Let's move on. Palace versus Manchester United. Uh, Patrick Vieira had some issues to deal with at Goodison Park after the game. Um, we all know what happened there. Unsavoury scenes. Do you think that will have an impact on Palace? And is this a game that you expect there to be goals into? Well, the last one, um, the, I, remember, I remember a famous game here back in the 90s, probably before you were born, where uh, Eric Cantona flew out like uh, like Patrick Vieira and kicked, Kung Fu kicked the Crystal Palace player in, in the head with Vieira now doing his Kung Fu kicks. We might have a, a prop that someone does a little bit of Kung Fu fighting. But um, I, 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 don't, I don't think so. I think he's a professional. I think, you know... The, the, the 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 governing bodies of football have got to stop these players, these fans running onto the pitch and in this disgraceful scenes we saw in the playoffs with Billy Sharp getting headbutted by a fan and rightly so he's in prison now so that that's brilliant news for that and a ban for life. Um, the thing is here though is on on the footballing side again I think goals. I mean Palace they were two 0 up against Everton in the second half. Everton fantastic performance, come back three two. But Palace looked leaky at defence. They looked tired. Um, they're a young team who have had a long season. 
and uh, they've done really well. They were one of my picks to get relegated. Vieira's done a brilliant job, absolutely brilliant, and he's got the best out of this team. It's been a long season, got to the FA Cup semi-finals. Could be a good time to play him, but Manchester United are dreadful. I mean, we you know we talked about Arsenal. You know, I was compar- comparing Arsenal to Manchester United. If you think about the money Man United has spent and where they are, you know, with, with the man is supposed to be the, is the best football player in the world in their ranks and on huge money. I mean, it's a terrible, terrible season for Manchester United. Um, again, I like goals. I think over two and a half goals is definitely the way to go, uh, which is minus 139. Both teams to score, yes, minus 175. That That is definitely the angle here. Uh, Palace, again, I'll probably be edging towards Palace on the draw. And I bet, you know, Man United's last game was a 4-0 defeat at Brighton. And now they go here to Crystal Palace, who's, you know, on a similar level to Brighton, very not, not much between them. Very, very hostile, but great place for atmosphere in, at Crystal Palace. On the final day of the season, it'll be even, it'll be buzzing down there. Uh, I think this is a tough game for Man United. So, uh, but I think goals um, over two and a half goals, both teams to score. Yes, Chelsea versus Watford at Stamford Bridge. Um, absolutely means nothing to me this game at all. I mean, Ch- Chelsea are minus six twenty-five to win the game, the the lowest odds on the coupon. Watford at eighteen, the draw seven. Chelsea have only won once in the last six. Though they've really sort of come to the end of the season. You know, after everything that happened to them. Um, I opposed them with Leicester on the Asian handicap and Leicester got a 1-1 draw last time out. Watford, though, uh, at seven losses in their last eight matches and conceding a hat full of goals. Um, they look aside just absolutely destined to just go, you know, just just not put in the performance. So I would look to take on Chelsea if they were playing any other side because they're playing Watford. I can't, I can't bet them at minus 625. Perhaps, I mean, Werner's out injured for, for, for Chelsea. So Lukaku, will start pretend could be his last game for them. Um I'm still a fan of Lukaku. I think he could he could really do a job on the last day of the season against Watford. And he, he's a man who's trying to get into the, the shot windows for a potential big move. So I would look for Lukaku to score first, Lukaku to score last, Lukaku to score any time, Lukaku to score two or more, a penalty could be awarded, that kind of stuff. You know, I I, I think Lukaku um has had a very disappointing season and, and I think he probably would be one of the only players on the pitch who'd be motivated to try to get a move. But uh, as far as the game, it doesn't inspire me with anything on Sunday. Final game, Leicester versus Southampton. Well, listen, I, I gave Leicester as my best bet last week against Watford. I gave Leicester plus one and a half in midweek as my best bet against Chelsea. And my best bet this week, without doubt, is Leicester minus 121 to beat Southampton. I mean, Leicester are playing well. I mean, we've we touched it on weeks. They've got all their players back. Madison is playing well. You know, Harvey Barnes is playing well. And the main reason why is, is that Jamie Vardy's back in the side. So they've got a goal out there. They didn't have a goal outlet without him. He, he's a he's a proven goal scorer at this level. And his record, you know, he, he would have been the top goal scorer in the Premier League if it wasn't for his injuries. And I have no doubt about it. Um, and he's brilliant what he does what he does for Leicester, and he doesn't seem to, to age. He just keeps that pace and it's high level and, and breaks lines and scores goals. He gets a one on one. It's a goal. Leicester have fond memories of playing Southampton in that nine 0 win a, a few seasons back, which is still fresh in the mind of uh, both Leicester fans and Southampton fans. Since that nine 0 win where Leicester won, they have never lost to Southampton again. And Southampton are the side that are just absolutely falling to pieces at the second half of the season. I mean, they, they've they've um, they've narrowly went down against um, Liverpool in midweek two one, but that that was that's they've only won one in their last twelve games. They can see goals, nine goals um, Leicester scores. The one thing Leicester have is goals. And Southampton, one win in 12 and just can see goals for fun. Um, I, I I think Leicester win and win well. I think this game could be quite high scoring. Um, I fancy over two and a half goals. Both teams will score. I think this could be a, 
a 3-1, 4-1 win for Leicester. I really do. I think Leicester were the best bet. I think they'll easily beat Southampton. They've got nothing to play for. Uh, a club who've got to look at Southampton, got to look at themselves in, in the summer and think, you know, we're going to stick with the manager. We're going to make some changes. What, what are we going to do there? Because if they don't make any changes, Southampton on my early thoughts will be relegated next season because there's something got not right at Southampton at the moment. But Leicester could, even though they've had a terrible season, and they, the, the European football overtook their league form. A win here could see them finish eighth in the Premier League. And I think they'll get the win uh, against the Southampton side who just concede goals. I, I think Southampton have just have conceded at least two goals in 10 of their last 12 matches. So with Leicester firing and got goals in them, and they've got proven history of sticking nine past Southampton, you would you, you really would fancy goals from Leicester. So Leicester to beat Southampton. It's the, it's the, I've done it for the last two weeks. I've left the best to last, the best bet of the week. And it's the same team, Leicester to beat Southampton. Excellent. Let's move on to my favourite part of the show. Uh, Nigel's parlay. What have you cooked up for us this weekend? Well, it's the last game of the season. Uh, usually the goals go up. A lot of the goal lines are three and a half rather than two and a half. So a lot of goals this week, this weekend. Um, I'm going to take all those games out that I've got something to play for. I don't see any reason why we should play them because, you know, they're, they're very difficult to call in terms of mentality for the teams. who have got nothing to play for, motivation and, and the pressure that the big teams are under. Uh, to teams that need to win are under. So I'm going to go for both teams to score yes, uh, Parley. Three three matches. Brighton v West Ham, both teams to score yes. Leicester v Southampton, both teams to score yes. And Crystal Palace v Manchester United, both teams to score yes. It pays three to one. Not as big as the parlays that we've had uh, earlier in the season. But I think on the final day of the season, we've got to go with goals. We've got to look for angles in games with, with, which mean nothing. And I think that parlay there, three to one, uh, pays the, is the best parlay for, the, for your, us on the final weekend of the Premier League season. Excellent. That's the parlay. Let's move on. Well, we know what your bet of the week is. That's Leicester City. Leicester for the third podcast in succession. Leicester. Yeah, a bit of a, a bit of blue leanings from Nigel lately. Yep. Towards, well, they've got, uh, the, they've got everyone back. They've got all. They've got their. They're, and they're, so they're, they're not a team that are a mid-table Premier League team. Leicester. I mean, they're as good as West Ham. They're as good. I think Leicester are probably as good as Arsenal. I'm not. I'm, you know, I think they're a top six side. I don't think there's much between them. But they were decimated by injuries. They had a big European Cup run. Uh, and now they've got everyone back. You're seeing what what difference they are. You know, five one against uh, against Wolves uh, against Watford, uh, an easy win against um, Norwich three 0 and and they matched Chelsea. It was a one one draw, but they, they matched them. So yeah, I'm going to go for Leicester um, to beat Southampton. Southampton side they were dreadful last few last two months, absolutely dreadful. I don't think they've won on the road this year at Southampton. They haven't won one game on the road this year, and uh, I think Leicester will beat them. Yeah, uh, it makes a lot of sense. It really, really does. What about your dog of the week this week? What have you gone for? Mark Noble. We're going to go Mark Noble um, to score at any time. End his career at West Ham with a goal. Free kick penalty. Mark Noble puts it in and we collect on the goal. And if if you've been a little bit more, I'd, I'd bet him to score the... Um, I don't know if I would. I don't know if it would because I was going to say bear him to score the last goal, but the chances are that at 65, 70 minutes he'll come off if he plays and get a stand innovation. And if we bet him to score the first first goal, he may not even start. So that's a big concern. But if he does start, I think um, Mark Noble to score at any time at five to one. Sounds good. Okay, uh, that brings us to the end of the final Premier League podcast of the season, because, of course, it's the final weekend. Thank you for listening, of course, throughout the season. Thank you for all your support. Make sure you are subscribed to the Bet Rivers Network because there will be content covering a range of other sports as well coming your way. Uh, Nigel, do you want to tell people a little bit about what's coming up? 
Well, obviously the European football's all ending, and I hope you've watched us on the uh, on the Serie A show, the Bundesliga show, and La Liga show, as well as League On as well. So we've got four European leagues and the Premier League, and the and the football leagues were all ending. So it's going to be a, a bit of a sad time. But there's lots of other soccer content. You've got the MLS. Uh, Thomas and Taylor are doing a fantastic job on the MLS. You can get their, they're covering all the way through the summer with the MLS League. And we've got uh, tennis. The French Open tennis starts uh, on Sunday, same same day as the, the Premier League games. And there's a brilliant um, podcast coming this evening with James Blake, the former world number four tennis player uh, on that. And obviously, we've got the golf each week. It's the USPGA this week, and we've got some great golf coming up. And obviously, in the summer, we've got tennis at Wimbledon as well. So the sporting action never stops. The Premier League might stop, but the sporting action never stops on the Bet Rivers Network. And we've got some exciting shows and some new sports coming as well. So keep an eye on. Make sure you subscribe and get that uh, bell whenever time anything gets, gets uh, released. Fantastic. Subscribe, leave a like. Uh, if you're watching us via YouTube, leave us a review if you're listening on audio. You know the draw by now. We'll be back very, very soon with more. Until next time, take care and cash those tickets. Goodbye. Thanks for listening to Betting Weekly English Premier League on the Bet Rivers Network. 